Previously on Steambox Versus, Bruce Leroy, the last dragon, shared the glow. The Iron Sheep broke backs and made us humble. Michio Kaku showed us how to find dark matter. Samus and Megarad led a rap battle for the ages, and we plunged into virtual reality in Ready Player One. Will Steambox make it back to Ghibli in Japan? Will the Boston Celtics dunk on us? Will the Dragon Ball Z narrator ever join the crew? Stay tuned and find out on Steambox Versus. Hey, this is Roberto. You're back with another Steambox podcast. Today, I am with the Warriors. My steampunks from Central Falls Warriors. Please say what's up to the world. What's, what's up? Yes. Um, I love this stuff. I don't know the sequence that we published, but we recorded uh, today with Highlander, other steampunks, uh, your, your brother group, and they had a lot of interesting things to say. Uh, somebody asked the question of um, what, what do you complain about the most? And one of my girls was like, men. Men are useless. We don't need them other than their seed. And that was a really, really interesting conversation, especially because that school was filled up with boys last year who was so ruthless about girls. Like, it made me uncomfortable half the time when they'd be like, they were like, females be like. And I was like, damn, I got icky last year. But now it swung all the way around where on the podcast we've got girls talking about men are useless, pathetic pieces of scum. I thought that was interesting. Uh, today we got Victor from the Codex Prime podcast. Normally we have Carl. Victor and Carl have just gone over their 300th episode. Uh, I was super jealous because they were interviewing my favorite wrestlers over at Comic-Con. Uh, they're kind of like an unofficial or official host of Comic-Con uh, podcast. It seems really dope. Uh, Victor, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, and thanks for, uh, great to meet y'all. Excellent. I can't, I can't wait to get into the conversation. I know, uh, Carl was, out of everybody, we had movie stars, all this stuff, Carl was a favorite here, so, um, I can't wait until the students get to know you guys a little bit more. I'm gonna jump right into student questions before we talk to you a little bit more. What's your question for Victor? I heard that you was a movie buff, so I just want to know who's your favorite movie, then who's your favorite, di- I mean, what's your favorite movie, then what's your favorite director? Uh, that's a good question. Um, if you ask me, like, I'll have a, probably have a, a different question, like, on every day of the week. But um, if I had to go with a favorite movie, probably be probably be um, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. Um, it's like a, a thriller uh, from 1954. Uh, Hitchcock's one of my all-time favorite directors. Do y'all know who Alfred How Hitchcock old is? is this the birds, man? Right? Jesus Christ! Yeah, he made the he birds. Did, yep, he did the birds. In the mist. Hey, else. you got an A for the day. He did the one with the, where the lady murdered her husband with the lamb <laughs> with the lamb leg and. The, Bro, I'm pretty sure it's the right oh. dude, right? Am I right? Oh, is that the right dude, I think? I don't know what lamb leg. Oh, that's so basically what was this lady just murdered? Yeah, with the frozen lamb leg. Too many people talking at once. Too many yeah, lamb's is slaughter. Is that, an, is that an Alfred Hitchcock? I don't know lamb's no. slaughter. No, no. That's not Really? Sons of the lambs? No, no. Lamb to the slaughter. Y'all are on your own. Let the man... We did it in school, is what I'm saying. Okay, all right. What year was this movie made? Because they're calling us old now. It was made in 1954, okay. and if you, if, it's been remade in plenty of times in different movies and different forms. Like if you've ever seen the 2010 film Disturbia with uh, Shia LaBeouf, it was a remake of Rear Window. Same premise, guy he he lives in an apartment. He 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 thinks he sees a murder across the way, across this you know across the apartment, 
Crossroad, and he decides that he tries to put two and two together without letting his neighbor know that he's investigating him. But the but the neighbor starts to pick up on pick up what's going on, and then so suddenly the main character's in danger because like he's snooping. So that's the premise of it. I'm gonna come back to you in one second so you can tell us why you think it's the best. Uh, but yeah. before I let you go, uh, what do you think is the best movie, and who's your favorite director? Oh, that's so hard. Uh. The first movie that came to mind, because I have a lot of favorite movies, was Upgrade, which is like this sci-fi movie where some dude gets an AI chip implanted in him, and then now he knows how to fight, he's out of a revenge story. I really like that one. For director, I don't really pay attention to that. I like uh, Steven Spielberg, which is a really basic answer, just for like Ready Player One and stuff like that. Ready Player One? He didn't even direct Ready Player One. Oh, my bad. No, no, that's he fine. He, right? he produced it, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he produces a lot of movies. He gets credit... How do you feel about this? Steven Spielberg gets credit for a lot of movies that he had very little to do with. Well, uh, slight correction, Spielberg did direct. Ready Player but, One? Yeah, he did direct it. Yeah. Damn! Damn, correct it! Correct it on the Steve Box podcast! <laughs> I thought he stepped off, man. I thought he was too old. Damn, that's tough. I feel bad for you. How does I, I'm trying to push this off on Steven Spielberg being too old, but you're no, just not letting no, me unhook on it. Hey, you took an L. Just take it, honestly. I, I guess I take my L. Damn, I'm sorry, Steven Spielberg. I'm sorry, Steven Spielberg. We did have Ernie Klein on the podcast who wrote Ready Player One, okay. uh, and it's a good thing I didn't open my mouth with Ernie Klein. Uh, thank you so much for your question. Back to Rear Window. Why was Rear Window... Why does that catch you? Out of all of these movies, you're going back 70 years. Yeah. You're going back 69 years. You're going back 69 years to pluck this movie out. How come in the in those 69 years that movie has lasted? Yeah, like for me, like I've literally watched thousands of movies like uh, growing up, and like I'm a huge film buff. Like films like from decades past all the way to now. So it's not just like contemporary hits. Um, Rear Window for me, it's one of those what I call a perfect movie where everything is tightly plotted. There's no fat to trim. Like everything, everything leads into the next scene. It's just everything just builds on each other just beautifully, and all the way up to the ending. Um, even like the main character, who's like who's who's in a relationship with this woman who's way out of his league, and um, he's he's feeling insecure about that, and um, you know he's and the main character in the in the movie he's he's infirm like his leg is in a cast, and he's he doesn't know what to do with himself, and he's just bored. He's just bored and, and he just looks he looks he just, just like spies on his neighbors through his like telephoto lens on his camera and he's and he looks at his two of his neighbors arguing this married couple and then one day he sees the husband walking up out, out of the apartment but he never sees the wife again and then he, he starts to put two and two together but then he, but then you're not sure like if, if it's all in his head or if he really did see a murder and then what happens when the neighbor finds out that he's being spied upon it's just, it's just one of those perfect movies. Have any of y'all ever looked out the window and seen some shit? Like, like just looked out the window and it's like, what the hell? Tom, what are you, what, yeah. Yeah. What are you sitting on? Oh Riri, what are you sitting on? Is it PG-13? It was one Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. I went to go use the bathroom, and just for, I don't know, just because I look out the window and I see my neighbor, he's kind of like obsessed with cleaning the, tr the big dumpster we have outside, and he's wearing these shorts, and on the back, there's like a flap, so I see his bare white old man ass, just, just flapping. He had a flap, like old school, like I don't know, like it was like ribbed or like it was just like vertical. So, damn, I'm sorry that you had to see that. Anybody else some bad juju out their window? I'm pretty sure I saw my neighbor put a, uh, pull a gun to his head. 
until he was stopped by his wife. It's dark. It's so dark. Jesus. Okay. Okay. So, so your neighbor pulls a gun and then puts it to their head. I'm pretty sure it's a gun. Like it was like resembled like a lot of your gun because he kept saying, "I can't do this anymore." What the hell? And what did you do about this? How yeah. did you save his life? I didn't. I was staring out my window the entire time. His <laughs> way. <laughs> wow, you could have prevented suicide. You didn't do nothing. This is the worst. This is the worst story I've ever heard. In my defense, I couldn't do anything. His wife came in though. You know what's outside my window this weekend? So. <laughs> wow. Honestly, I think they're weird. Top tier. Oh, that's great. All right. That's, that's uh, Adam, what's your question uh, for Victor? So, you've seen all the Spider-Man movies, right? Oh yes. My oh, my God. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Sorry. Kindly be quiet. <laughs> 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 what is your favorite Spider-Man movie, with the exception of Into the Spider-Verse and No Way Home? Uh, my favorite one would be uh, Spider-Man 2. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. You were one-off, one-off. <laughs> like, Spider-Man 2, like, for me, um, aside from Into the Spider-Verse, like, Spider-Man 2 for me was like the perfect uh, Spidey film, um, like from the Alfred Molina's uh, Doc Ock, uh, Tobey Maguire, how it built up so well the first film. Um, Spider-Man 3, I know it has its fans, I'm sure you're a fan, um, it's, it wasn't very good in my opinion. It was, uh, it was a case of uh, too many villains, like one too many villains, like the film should have focused on um, Harry Osborn and take out Sandman if you have to put in Venom, either, either include Sandman or Venom. But um, and, and then have a case where, like, if you if you were to keep Sandman, have it to where Harry Osborn is manipulating uh, Sandman, saying, "Hey, you want to see your daughter again? Help me, help me knock off Spidey." That way, we have a tighter storyline. But with with Venom in the mix, it, everything just comes off um, just a jumbled mess. And it's no fault of Sam Raimi because he's a great director. But it was it was basically a studio mandate that yeah, Venom's a great Venom's a popular character. Include him in, even though Sam Raimi's not a big fan of. That was supposed to be character. that was supposed to be Sam Raimi's like original vision too. He didn't want he didn't want Venom in his movie. No. He doesn't know he doesn't know how to write him. So when you say it's no fault of Sam Raimi, and I'm a fan of Sam Raimi, uh, Evil Dead is one of my favorites uh, ever. Um, so my question is, um, is it possible that Sam Raimi tanked Spider-Man Three? Is it possible that he was like, oh, you want Venom? Here's your Venom. Here's your Venom, and I'm gonna make him as stupid as possible no. with Topher Grace saying, uh, my spider sense is tingling. If you know what I'm talking about. The worst line in all of Spider-Man movies. I have a question. I was Spider-Man the th 3, was he the same Venom that, like, the Eddie Brock that went to the church yes. to say, oh, I went please to kill Peter Parker? Parker. Yes. Yeah. Yo, top 10 hater in my opinion. Like, that's like the god. Like, imagine going to church to pray on somebody else's downfall. That's great. But at the same time, it was kind of his fault to begin with. I'm saying that was just ass, though. Like, that was just horrible. Like, that's horrible right So, back to Victor. Uh... Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire, st stupid, stupid Kirsten Dunst with her little rock teeth. Uh, I cannot stand Kirsten Dunst, and I can't stand Topher Grace and what he did. But uh, is it possible that Sam, uh, not Sam Raimi, um, yeah, is it possible that Sam Raimi sabotaged his own movie? Um, I think it's unlikely. Um, I don't think any director would go out of their way to yeah. deliberately sabotage his own movie. Like, he made the best out of a bad situation. Like, he tried to turn... Uh, chicken salad out of chicken crap, if you know what I mean. So, Have you seen the Sandman scene? It was beautiful. Exactly. The Sandman scene was epic and beautiful and what I know Sam Raimi to do, right? Sam Raimi does exactly that. It was kind of horror. It was almost like, a, like a, a little bit of a Frankenstein monster come to life moment. And I thought it was beautiful. Almost like tragically tear 
jerking beautiful. I really thought that scene was ultimately beautiful in a horrible, horrible movie. Now you have that, but at the same time, you say he purposely tried to sabotage the movie. You can tell he tried. It's just the problem is he doesn't. He said this before. Okay. He doesn't want to write the character. Okay. Instead of sabotaging the movie, maybe what I should say is he sabotaged Venom because he was forced to put Venom in, and he made Venom look real stupid in that movie. I want to say because like, he said this before too. He doesn't want to write Venom. Venom is a new character. He doesn't know how to relate to that character because he feels like he's just like a big brute guy. So I feel like that's what he thought Venom was because he never doesn't want to relate to that character. So instead of Spider-Man 3, we should be watching what for our su- superhero kick? Um, if, if you wanted to stick with Spidey, stick with the first two films, Spider-Man 1 and 2. Um, Amazing Spider-Man, it's okay at best. Uh, <coughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2, you can chuck in the trash. Uh, Spider-Verse is the best one, um, hands down. I can't wait for Across the Spider-Verse this summer. True. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, yep. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Spider-Verse made me cry in the theater. I was watching it with my family. My family's going through a transition. And the whole movie coming back to being about Spider-Man when my whole childhood was loving Spider-Man because he's got this mask on. Like, I loved Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe because these characters were kind of ambiguous when he wasn't Peter Parker, right? He could be anybody under the mask. But now it's a Puerto Rican. Now I'm reflected on the screen. I feel my culture reflected on screen. Uh, All of that going on, it was too much for me at once in such a beautiful, beautiful movie. I have one more thing before I move on. Um, I want the new Spider-Verse movie to be what No Way Home was. A bunch of those car- old cartoon Spider-Man that you saw when you grew up to be in that movie. Oh, that'd be, that would be incredible. I would cry. And I would love to see Spider-Man War one more time. Nicolas Cage killed it. True. I, I, I want to see Spectacular Spider-Man. I'm a fan of that one. Seems like we're not getting noir. Seems like he's not in this one. Nick Cage oh. says that he wasn't approached to be in it. Whether he's being cheeky and lying, you know, to keep it as a surprise, I don't Andrew know. Andrew Garfield's the same thing, though. Like yeah, we knew he was lying though. We all knew Obvious. We all knew he was lying. Brandon, what's your question? Yeah. Favorite hobbies. Favorite hobbies. Louder, everybody. Louder. Uh, favorite hobbies. Uh, of course, movies. As you know, um, I'm a lifelong video gamer. Um, playing games since I was five years old. Um, all the way, all the way to now, for the past like thirty three years at this point. Um, you know, PS five guy. Uh, Love, love to read. Um, I've, I've, I've fallen off on, on reading. I need to get back on that horse. Um, I love reading like nonfiction, um, graphic novels as well. Uh, a bit of photography, like walks in the park. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, simple, I'm a simple guy. Photography and walks in the park. That was a left turn, right? From the, cause we were all like, yeah, video games. Yeah, movies. Walks in the park. Uh. <laughs> you like walking? Uh, what are the best video games? You're going to say Pokemon. He, he only plays Pokemon. He doesn't have you any besides a Wii. I'm not going to say... I, I will not say that's the best video game, because I know it's not. You only have a Wii, bro. You Mario can't play anything else. I'm not saying any game that I have, because they're obviously not the best. What's the best Those to are, you? What is the best to you? Oh, you kind of just mentioned that. Which which Pokemon? <laughs> any. Have you played uh, Have you played any of the ones that were uh, re-scripted um, and then sent out, like modified? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? They have the oh, uh, Mega Charizard. Like it's like Mega. There's like tons. A, there's tons online. You can uh, go and get them, and they have Omega these really Ruby and dark Alpha Sapphire. adult oh, yeah, stories yeah. and stuff like that. You Omega know? Ruby oh, and Alpha like, Sapphire. Like, like mods. Yes. V- yeah, Packs. Victor. What's yeah, Victor? What's the best? Uh, what's the best video game? Oof, that's it's a it's a hard question. Like best video game? Like give them a genre. Uh, what was, no, what yeah. was your best experience playing a video game? Mm. So. 
uh, I'll say one of my best experiences was playing Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time um, back in the N64 days. An even better experience, actually, was playing Breath of the Wild on the Switch. To me, that's the best Zelda game, hands down. Like, it actually eclipsed Ocarina of Time by Miles. And I gotta shout out to Nintendo, because they know how to innovate. They know how to set the standard for other companies like Sony and Microsoft to follow. Like, you see, like, with Sony's um, uh, Zelda, Zelda-type games, like Horizon uh, Forbidden West, and even bits of, like, Elden Ring, all inspired by uh, Breath of the Wild. So, salute to Nintendo for being the innovators. I'm a fan of Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask is very good, yeah. It scares the crap out of me. I can't believe that. Majora's Mask? No, no. That was the one with the big moon and dead hands. Yeah, yeah oh, I can't yeah. play that one. Really? It We've scares got a, the crap out of me. I never expected you to be a guy. We've got a mutual friend. Dead hands. Uh, Angela, you guys, met, uh, you guys met my girlfriend Angela last year. She came on. We did the Hot Wings Challenge for some of us who were here for that. Uh, and... Um, she and I yesterday were talking about the gold cartridge Zelda. Like that was that's a game that she and I both love. Um, I have to t- can it, can I tell you guys a little bit about uh, when Angela slid into my DMs, which was three years ago yesterday. <laughs> she slid into your DMs. <laughs> she slid into yeah. I, she's gonna listen, and I want her to. I'm putting this out there. She slid into my DMs. I didn't. And here's how she tried to catfish me. She tried to catfish <laughs> me by being like, "Do you like Bret Hart? Bret Hart's the best wrestler, right?" Bret Hart is the best wrestler. I love Bret Hart. Yes, of course. And then she suckered me just like that. I was like, damn, I'm in because this girl likes wrestling and stuff. But before you do that, you guys ever feeling somebody? So you look them up online. You go to see like some of the stuff. You you know, I got to check. I got to do my homework to see if Angela is cool. Right. So I look up Angela and what I find is that she's a guest on his podcast. She's on So I'm skipping through it. I'm skipping through it, right? I'm skipping through the podcast, and I did find a red flag. I found something about Angela on your podcast that made me say, I don't know if I could date this person. You asked, I, somebody asked her about, uh, we, you guys were talking about John Carpenter, and somebody asked her about Big Trouble in Little China, which is my favorite all-time movie. Not the best movie. When we're talking about best, just like Brandon said, there's so many movies that are probably better. But my yes. favorite experience watching a movie was probably Big Trouble in Little China. You know, just like Spider-Verse and a couple of others. And she had not much to say on the matter. Afterwards, she explained and cleared up that she loves Big Trouble in Little China. She just didn't have much to say. But, man, I was watching your podcast, and I was like, there's your chance. You can seal the deal with me. But she she whiffed. She whiffed on Big Trouble in Little China. How do you feel about John Carpenter, Big Trouble in Little China? It's a great film. Uh, but it's not my favorite Carpenter film. Hmm. My favorite one is one. The, the, the Thing. thing? Yeah. yeah. Because I, I love 80s body horror. It's nasty. It's gross. I love it. Halloween 1 was great, though. Halloween 1 was good. Yeah. Ha- I love Halloween 1. Yeah. Halloween was great. Where, where was I this week? Oh, uh, her friend was over and uh, talking about John Carpenter uh, and his band. Because I knew that John Carpenter actually plays the music for a lot of the movies that he makes, which is sick. So if you guys want to get into filmmaking, think about making your own music with the film. That's crazy. What is your question for Victor? Uh, was there ever somebody that Carl wants to interview, but you dislike them? I'm so glad you asked that question. Because, I am too now, because this looks juicy. Because I've listened to Carl's appearances on, 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 his, on, on y'all's show, and it irks me, shout-outs to Carl, that he gave, he gave the most fence-sitting answer about who's the worst guest you have on the show. Thank and he's you. like, well, you know, I, every guest is a learning experience. No. Let me tell you something. Uh, matter of fact, matter of fact, I have it. I have it queued up on my phone. Damn. <laughs> I, I like him more. He, he came to play. It was, 
It was episode 254, September 21st, 2021, mm-hmm. titled Comics Investing and Speculating. We had two guests on the show. The first guest, he was cool. Like, we had a, we had a pretty cool conversation. The second guest was a different story because, one, he showed up late. You know, red flag number one. Two, and I clocked his responses. Every, every question we asked him, he took 10 to 20 minutes to answer one question. And he would go on and on and on talking about nothing. <laughs> and it, it got to a, it got to a point where if you watched if you watched the Facebook uh, the video version you could see me just slouching in my in my chair screaming internally thinking about yo wrap it up B wrap it up oh Dave Damn. Chappelle wrap it up B and wrap it up box and yo like and it, it was the one and only episode of the podcast that I Im- that I immensely dislike it's the one and only episode that we've ever done on the show out of at this point three hundred and thirteen episodes so why didn't Carl say that <sighs> because. He's too much of a nice person. Because Carl, he is Carl. Is Carl nicer than you? I think Carl. Uh, he. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, Carl, and I love your brother. Like he, he's more of an optimist. He, yeah. he's, oh. he's 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 a type of person who, who wants to be liked by who tries to be liked by everybody. You know. And we've had this conversation like, on the like show. He's like the bull. This 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 group. Yeah. yeah. This group loves. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Like we've had this conversation like on and off the show where it's where you know we kind of defer on that where I say you know you you shouldn't want to be liked by everybody because that shows that you lack discernment and th- there are people in this world that you should not be cool with by under any circumstances. That's that's how I feel. But yeah, it was the one and only episode where I came away having less respect for the guests and less respect for their interests. Like. Comics speculating, for those who don't know, it's basically where you take, where you buy comics, not because you like the characters or the stories, you buy it for the sole purpose of flipping them on the market later on because you think that it's going to go up in value. It's an asinine practice. It's just like a nerd version of, of buying stocks. Just just save your money. Just go, go to your job, save your money. Old school, you, you, you can't get around that. Buy it's, comic books to enjoy comic books. Exactly. Stop with these nerdy get-rich-quick schemes, comics speculating. Kiss my posterior. <laughs> he said, for the, just for the world at home, for the world at home who uh, didn't hear it clearly, I want to say that his quote was, kiss my posterior. And this is another area where him and Carl are mad different, which is wild, but that's got to be some of the success formula because, uh, because y'all seem, y'all seem like, uh, y'all seem like friends of friends. Y'all seem like friends who would get together because you're mutuals, but close together and and, but that's almost what makes that's part of the magic at your 300th event i was at their 300th recording and at the 300th carl said something carl's my man carl said something inflammatory to you and you rolled with it you did not let it derail the podcast you did not fist fight you didn't do any of that here's what happened somebody we got proud latinos in the room right Mm -hmm. we got people who are pride uh proud of their skin color Carl questioned his black card. Carl asked about whether or not he should be allowed to be at the cookout. And if y'all don't know, that's referring to like your blackness. Are you black enough to be at the cookout? Carl called like on the pot, on the air, on your 300th, on a very special episode. And I was like, yo, Carl's my man, but I would be flipping the fuck out if somebody said that to me. But you, you handled it. You handled it. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that you guys can rattle back and forth. If it's me and Carl in that situation, the podcast goes in a bad, dark place. But with you guys, you guys ended up having 301 plus because you could handle it. What's that like? 
Yeah, that's an excellent question. I know that, like, on, on the podcast, like, Carl and I were very different dynamics that we bring to the show. And that's what actually makes our show work so well, because uh, we've tailored our show to reflect our best best strengths. Like, for example, like, Carl, he's he's really good at, like, uh, bringing, bringing guests in. He's, he's heavily invested in social media. That's how we get uh, the majority of our, of our guests. Um, and he's good at promoting. Uh, for me, I'm good at the technical end. You like doing a bit of research for some of our topics, um, editing our shows, uploading them, um, coming up with the synopses for each of the episodes and the, and the show titles. Um, so yeah, like together, like we, we, uh, we combine our strengths and, and, and utilize like the best versions of, uh, uh, of, of our skills. And, and it makes for, it makes for a great, uh, uh, a great experience. Yeah. I'm I'm happy that you realize that it works in that way because yeah. because it's the opposite stuff that you guys could uh, like ruin each other and go at each other's throats or you could take advantage of it and make a really compelling podcast and it seems like that's what you guys have done with it. Yeah. Uh, next question. Out of all your 300 um, podcasts, what was your favorite moment and why? Mm, that's a good question. Favorite moment on your podcast, and you weren't there for all 300. Uh, no, no. Um, Favorite, I could say like a, a few favorite moments. Um, well, one was uh, when we had uh, the guests uh, Chuck and Brad, uh, these two uh, stand-up comedians uh, based in Rhode Island. It was abs- one of my all-time favorite episodes. It was hands down hilarity from start to finish. They were like the white variant versions of us, as Carl mentioned on the show before. And when we started, it was like from word go. It was just like minute by minute, just, uh, just nonstop fun. Um, whenever we had um, Jim Savard on the show, he's a local Rhode Island uh, comic book artist. Um, he's like the man of a thousand of thousand opinions. Uh, we we defer heavily heavily on like a lot of things like Birds of Prey. I think it's a good movie. He says it's trash. He's wrong. Uh, shout out to Jim Savard. Love you, man. Um, Birds of Prey. Uh, did that have a sequel? You're talking about part one. Yeah, there's no sequel to Birds of Prey. No. I think you're becoming old. Um, what? <laughs> I think you're the one that's becoming old. Okay. And what else? Oh, and also um, recording our three hundredth episode live. That was really that was a really special moment. I think I think you have Suicide Squad. I no Birds of Prey had a TV show, and I'm probably thinking of the TV show. Oh yeah, it does. Uh, um, Harley Quinn actually. Yeah. Were you? Are you a DC guy? Is that what's happening here? I'm more of a DC guy than Marvel. Like I think I think DC is a bit more interesting than Marvel. Although I I appreciate and I admire Marvel's consistency in their movies. Like they're they're pretty consistent. There's only like one or two clunkers, like uh, Thor: The Dark, The Dark World, and Eternals. Those movies you can just chuck to the side. Um, but for the most part, they're they're pretty consistent. I think DC has in- the more interesting characters of the two, particularly Batman and Wonder Woman. You can take any of those characters or their villains and make I, I feel more compelling stories than anything anything you can get out of Marvel. But Marvel is pretty enjoyable. Black Panther is easily hands on like their best franchise on, on film. Can't, you can't beat that. So, so Wonder Woman, you agree that the last Wonder Woman movie was terrible, right? Like, can we can I'm, we agree on that? I, I'm not gonna say '84 was terrible. It was flawed. It's not as good as the first film, but I appreciated what Patty Jenkins was trying to do. It it didn't work completely. I will I will say that, but it was fine. It, it, it was fun. Interesting. Uh, one two. Go ahead. So, did you have a follow up too? Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. For, when you say Batman was an interesting character in the DC Universe, do you mean like the movie DC Universe, or are you talking about like in general? Uh, in general, like... Um, like okay, because I got scared movies. for a second, because I thought you were talking about DC Batman. Like he's the right. DCU. He's right. That's one of their most for the DC movies because he's basically a Marvel character. Uh, I beg to differ. He, he seems a lot like a Marvel character, that's why... He, they make him use guns in that, in like the Batman, that Batman 
movie yeah. universe. Yeah. He doesn't use guns. No, no there's a version of Batman that uses guns, which is Batman's father. That's Batman's father, but like Bruce Wayne Batman. Like, don't, never don't multiverse us. Do not no, multiverse but that's, us. That's, that's, I'm pretty sure that's what. But my question is, um, there was a movie for Justice League. There was two. There was the Snyder Cut, and then the people oh, say yeah. Justice League because it was by Joss Whedon. And I think he was like um, someone from Marvel, if I'm correct. They got someone from Marvel to do that DC movie, which is they got dumb. a Marvel reject. They got somebody at Marvel kicked yeah. out and said no thanks. Out out of those two movies, because I mean I've heard mixed like people say Snyder's better. People say the Justice League one wasn't that bad. Do you which like what's your opinion on the, on that? Like which one's better, the Snyder cut or the Justice League? I'm gonna go with the Snyder Cut as like the better of the two versions, and it's it's four hours long, but it's structured in a way you can watch each hour, like it's it's it's, its own episode, so you don't have to like sit through the whole thing. But yeah, I have to go with the Zack Snyder's cut. Thoughts up. Yeah. I, I just. Know, I, I oh man, I don't I don't even want to get into my rage for those movies and. <laughs> I kind of want to watch them now. I never I watched them. How I hated what they did with uh, what's the cy- cyborg? I, how I hated what they did with cyborg with basically nothing. How Aquaman shows up in the sewer for like it, like hey a fish told me there was a problem here so I came to the sewer. Oh, where I otherwise have no idea there's a beef um, here. I uh, two of the characters I like hate, hate the most or like dislike the most is one Aquaman because lame ass power. Um, and two, I don't like Green Lantern that much because I mean. Kind of mid, honestly. He exists in the Justice League movie. No, not in just. I'm saying it's, in general. It's a whole thing. Uh, what was the follow up to your question? Way, way back. I'm yeah, sorry. My fault was that for me, it's kind of the same how you and Carl are. Cause like for me, I get I talk to the people. I think my assistant Cam, she like she records it or just like adds on to it, and then she like finds a way to post it and stuff. Like she made the Instagram for us. Oh, nice. Also. And I'll, I'll have another question. Yeah. How do you feel how they, like, sexualize the woman in movies, like, for Marvel and DC? Hmm. Interesting question. How do we feel about sexualizing uh, the women in movies, particularly Marvel and DC? Hmm. Like, uh, do you have a specific example for Marvel? Like, for DC. Marvel, they have, like, Black Widow, where they had her with Bruce Banner hmm. for one of the movies, and they had her with Captain America for the Winter Soldier. And then they had her with Iron Man at first. So it's like where she was like, for Iron Man, she was with Iron Man kissing him and stuff like that. And they did the same thing for almost every single movie of theirs. Oh, yeah. like So she was kind of like the yeah. like the quasi-romantic uh, partner or lead, yeah. like, just, like just for the sake of it. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that was, um, now that you bring it up... Um, the fact, the fact that the fact that I haven't I haven't uh, remembered it until you brought it up just shows like how lacking uh, that that element was for for uh, the Black Widow character. Um, yeah, I, I think they could have done done more with that because I know that um, uh, Iron Man and Black Widow in the comics they have more of a complicated history. They could have built on that more in the movies, but it was kind of weird how they just switched her from from Tony Stark to Bruce Banner out of nowhere in Age of Ultron. I'm like, well, since since when did they have a relationship? Like. It was like, oh, the sun's getting real low, big guy. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, they oh, never I, explained it. I thought they were just using him at that point. Like, that was the main trope I got. They always use Banner. I wondered if... So, so this, I'm racing. My mind is racing because there's so much I'm thinking about. One, I kind of feel like it's part of her character. That one particular character... Uh, as a spy, she's supposed to be manipulative. That's, and that's what I was what thinking. She, and that's what she's doing to Bruce Banner. She's manipulating him to, like, chill out in those scenes. And she is using, you know what I mean, like, her hotness. And she knows that this nerd guy, you know what I mean, would be very 
would be very hot for her. Um, on screen, I felt like they didn't do that a lot. They did probably in Iron Man 2. But for the rest of it, I feel like Marvel's done a really, really good job. Um, I'm not even getting into a Marvel versus DC. I feel like Marvel's done a really good job on screen, uh, especially as we get into She-Hulk, which I'll, I'll mention in a moment. But off screen, Jeremy Renner, the guy who plays Hawkeye, has had such nasty and shitty things to say about her specifically. Um, and maybe it was he was joking. Maybe he was joking because we joke when, we, when we're not recording. We joke in ways that is pretty rough sometimes. Maybe he was joking, but he definitely joked about her in sexual gross ways that as you hear it back, not being in the room and out of context, it just feels gross. So that dude kind of feels like a scumbag. So when I talk about sexualizing women, I, I compare it to real life. And I think in the movies, I kind of feel like they've done okay. Whereas in real life, some of those same people who are portrayed as heroes, I think really suck. You know what I mean? And are kind of gross. But when I saw She-Hulk, She-Hulk went out of their way. The bad guy in She-Hulk wasn't... Uh, there was who, a bad guy in She-Hulk? Did you watch She-Hulk? It wasn't... Um, it wasn't... Who was it? The, abo the Abomination no. was in She-Hulk. He was not even like, a villain. They, no, they alluded to the... Lead. No, the bad guy was... The bad guy was men. Oh, yeah, the bad... Yeah. yeah, I well, it wasn't. It, so they had a league of bad guys, but I think it was just men in general, just trolls and men in general. I'm so happy that they they had that one nice guy, you know what I mean, who wasn't a complete dick that she worked with. I was happy because they pointed out how how gross men can be and actually are a lot of the times. And we, many men in this room, would agree that we're not all bad, we're not all gross, but I think it was really important to show on screen what women have to go through because women have to swim through all the gross ones before they could even get to you and have a conversation with you. Go ahead. I do agree with the point you just made, but at the same time, if there's like there was this one scene that she said in She-Hulk where she said she had her harder than Bruce. That is... Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but like, at the same time, like the show kind of like... Hey, that's him. Mm. I, know I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but no, I I like Spider Man three telling me about bad lines. I'm go ahead. About Spider <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. Baby. She's like she's like yeah. I had it way harder than you. I got I got, I got guys cat calling me. Yeah, I I I don't I know what you're we'll, we'll probably talking about. Like I, I I got the rationale where she was able to keep her retain her personality by saying that you know as a as a woman you yeah. know she's used to being cat called like verbally assaulted at times being having her life or person threatened. And that's why she's able to maintain that even keel, like and 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 become the become the She Hulk without losing her personality. Yeah, like I, I got that part, but I also get what you're saying too. That Bruce Banner, to be fair, like in in the storyline, had it hard because you, you gotta understand, like dude was ir had hit hit with like huge doses of gamma radiation. Whenever he becomes a Hulk, he loses his Bruce Banner personality and his intellect. He spent like however many years fighting. He fighting tried to kill himself. Aliens, like in. In this like alien arena, in, up, up, up until the events of Thor Ragnarok, he apparently he has an alien son. I don't know, but um, so intergalactic child support anybody? Like so, yeah, he, he, he has it rough. So Bruce Banner has it rough. So it can't. So like that 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 line, I I, I, get, I get you. Like oh, I, I that son who showed up at the end of She Hulk. Yeah. That, that was, was the worst part for me. <laughs> what do you mean? That's the part oh, of the comic. Man. He just looked like the goofiest chud. He just looked like... That's okay. just a, <laughs> to that was, okay. That's just a setup for like... And uh, I know, and to be honest, a, a huge Marvel fan here, 
and a lot of the special effects in She-Hulk were just rushed, right? Like, it oh, just, definitely. the show felt like not done to me. In Those terms of that. I didn't effects. watch it because I seen the clip of her twerking with Megan the Stallion. Yeah, I, Megan I was the like, yeah, I'm, I'm not watching this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's, but here's why you should because a lot of it was bad, but but the twerk is part of it because here's what here's what they did when she's when she's twerking when she's twerking early on in the show. You know who was pissed off and going online and writing about how terrible the show is and nobody Some should dude. watch it? Yeah, Mega, just, I bet. just toxic, yeah. shitty men. Who were the bad guys in the show? It was the most meta thing I've ever seen. It was huge. It was more meta than anything I mean, Deadpool. I'm did. not gonna, I'm not gonna like say anything. Because I mean, yeah, of course, there's a bunch of like guys um, that are just. Last point about She-Hulk. Go ahead. Last point about She-Hulk. Yeah, we're still talking. I just wanted to move on. Oh, um, I never seen it. Uh, I like, but. Compared to, what, what was the dude? I forgot the Wong. No, 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 no. Uh, the one with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was a better show. No, oh. not the Falcon. The, the She Hulk was better than that, from what I've heard. But I've seen Falcon in the Winter okay. Soldier. Okay. All right. I, I wanted to move on, but you yeah. you had to double down. So now Victor's got to do this. Victor, let's rank. Let's rank the Marvel shows. Um, for me, it's um. In, in order from my, my favorite to least favorite, WandaVision's my, still my favorite. Um, yeah, me too. Moon Knight, still my second favorite. It was good. Um, and then... Uh, the re- okay, the re- was funny. The rest, the rest you can kind of rank them as, as they aired. Like, a, a Falcon and Winter Soldier was my third favorite. Um, I'll throw Hawkeye as my fourth. My least favorite was Loki. Um, because of the- True. I agree with that. Yeah. Loki is overrated. Yeah, because like, cause like it's sequel baited at the end. It's like, LOL, just kidding. We're not doing one season. We're doing two seasons. We're going to stretch this multiverse arc out for, out for another season. I'm like, Tom Hiddleston is too good to be playing Loki, to continue playing Loki. Like, if you've seen Tom Hiddleston in his other roles, he's a really good actor. I know, I know he, I know, like, like get get your bag, get, get, get the bag and everything, but use your talent for more varied roles, man. You're, you're better than just putting on some horns and being like, I'm like, I'm the mad god. No one cares, man. I agree with, I, I agree with a lot of your list. I think Hawkeye was, I think Hawkeye was probably better than you listed it, but for reasons other than Jeremy Renner. I thought uh, everybody else in the show, especially Yelena Belova, and uh, and the new Hawkeye, I thought they were so good. I love their banter. That's great. Yes. I love those two. They have great chemistry. They're, per- they're so great. That together. carried the show. Kingpin at the end was really weird. Like, why is he getting blown up and all this other stuff? And I, it yeah. was it was weird. He was too OP for me. Um, I wanted to get back to something that you said. I'm gonna circle back in a minute. Riri, what's your question? Uh, what's your favorite movie from your childhood? Ooh. Okay, yeah, let's let's go before you were a critic. Before you were a critic, because I can't imagine that 11 or 12-year-old Victor would have loved Rearview Mirror, or uh, Rearview... Rear window. Rear window. as much as you do now. Uh, so, so what was it like back then? What were your early favorites? What were your favorite kid movies? It doesn't matter if you're 18, wherever you are. Um, when I was a kid, like uh, some of my favorites uh, was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorites. Um, Star Wars, a, a New Hope. Of course, the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, Alien and Aliens, those are my favorites. Robocop, uh, which was heavily violent. I had no business watching that as a kid, but hey, the, the 80s and 90s were a different time. Robocop was dope. Oh, yeah. Still so great. Um, Spider-Man 3. Oh, Home Alone. Home Alone was also my favorite, too. Which one is your favorite Home Alone movie? Part 1. Part 1. Yeah. I'm, I'm the weird guy. I like, I like Part 3. Really? Yeah. Huh. 
That was, that was one of the different kids. Right? It's different. a different. It's it yeah. actually the start of the he new kid. He sucks at movies. Like it's just the worst for him. Like, no, it's cool. In my in my in my opinion, like I kind of like grew up on that with my dad. We used to always watch it, so it became like a thing where it's like that's my favorite Home Alone movie. You've heard the stories about how we've had Bruce Leroy on the podcast, and he was just a major <laughs> disappointment. Like he was just, he was. Oh, it was yeah. so bad. It was so bad. Oh yeah, like I think I remember you, you mentioned like you asked him about Funko Pops and he mentioned that his brother had a gym or something. Oh man, it was just what are you talking about? How guy? is this who correlate? He's uh, he was somebody one of our podcast guests uh, from one of my favorite movies growing up, uh, and it was just sad to like get so <laughs> never close. meet your heroes. I guess I guess not. Um, I'm gonna skip ahead. Uh, give me one second. I'm gonna come right back this way. What is your question for Victor? I was just wondering, off of Marvel, Marvel and everything, Marvel. <laughs> um, do you have any tips for new podcasters? Because I'm assistant, and yeah. Co-host, co-host. Are you are you assistant? How did this guy become co-host? I, I no like idea. him. I had no idea. Diversity. They need diversity, bro. Made. I like him. <laughs> you can't have, look. Look. You got a Hispanic, white person, black person, bro. Diversity. I, I, it, listen. <laughs> it sounds great. I'm not mad at it. It just seems like your role got more prestigious than hers, and I'm wondering how that happened. So is I, it because she's a woman? No. It's because. Wow, Roberto. That's I was just just crazy. Okay. Is it? I see how it is. No. The reason why she's assistant is because she chose... She, I'm assuming she chose assistant. Actually, hold up. Can I have... This, this, this Defend yourself. Defend We're yourself. taking Victor's time to do <laughs> this, but... Well, like, okay, go the ahead. The crazy part is... Uh, Cam wasn't going to be my assistant of, of everybody. It was actually going to be Eli. Okay. At first. But, like, Eli didn't go walking around with me asking people. Cam did. So then she ended up being my assistant. She so became assistant I, on a technicality. It sounds like you're the co-host. No, welcome she's welcome the new assistant. I had to be All right, the co-host. Keith is the new assistant of Steambox After Dark. Everybody oh, give it no, up. No, no, no. You can't have the white person in charge. I got to be the I'm sorry, Cam. Uh, Cam, co-host Cam, what was your question oh. for do Victor? You, do you have any tips for new podcasters or, like, ways to get out there and, like, Get your podcast out there if it makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have a few. Um, one is uh, consistency is is key. Um, so like having a set schedule of like when you want to when you can post episodes, whether it's a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis, you can do that and have it like a have a hard set date. Like say like new episodes on Sunday, like every week or every two weeks yeah. or whatever. Um, also, uh, very important, making sure that you have whatever topic you have, make sure you have like a good. A copious amount of notes ready so that way like you like have enough room where you can like have like off-the-cuff banter like extemporaneous um like the dialogue but have notes in place so that way you can have a structure so that way you don't go too off the cuff um, and, and keep things at a reasonable length um very important uh a, a microphone victor not for me uh of course not for me because i'm a genius but yeah. for our idiot <laughs> neanderthal audience at home what is extemporaneous in the Ex- word oh, extemporaneous, oh, extemporaneous. extemporaneous. Extempor- it's like when you're when you're speaking like it's like improvised speech when like when you're talking off the cuff like okay. um like for example like if you, if you watch professional wrestling like a lot of wrestlers like they speak off the cuff like they have bullet points but then they like improvise their lines like when they to get a crowd hype that's that's like a, a good example um, very important. Sound equipment is key, and also the space. So, like for example, this is like this is an, a, an ideal space. Like you have carpet, you have like a, it's a small room. Like sound won't bounce off. Yeah. Um, having a good microphone is also is also key. Um, like uh, invest in like those like um, basically like a, a standard microphone with like a mixer, and instead of like um, instead of like a, one of those like um, owl microphones, which picks up all the ambient sound. You don't want that. Uh, and um, also, as far as like um, getting your podcast out there, 
figure out figure out what your uh, budget is in terms of like finding a podcast host because you'll need a host to like get your podcast on all, all the platforms. Like for example, like our show, we host on SoundCloud, and from SoundCloud we we copy paste the RSS feed to like go on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and like Stitcher automatically every week once we upload episodes. Yeah, you showed me that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 with the budget, uh, make sure that um, you go if you can if you can opt for like uh, the yearly the yearly plan, uh, which I know is like depending on how much is it, maybe like close to a hundred bucks. I, I know I know money money might be a little tight tighter than some. Either go for a monthly monthly um, um, cost or like an annual cost so that we don't have to worry about it. And yeah, those are like the basic the basic uh, things to get your podcast up and running. There's a couple of places that do them for free, but you got to limit how much stuff you're putting on because after so much, they're gonna charge you. Um, they're going to charge you more. Uh, good question. Uh, thank you for that question. Thank you for the answer, uh, Victor. Next question, go. Um, how did you become a part of your podcast since you said you weren't there since the beginning? Uh, yeah, so um, it, was, um, it was interesting because like, uh, prior to uh, starting the podcast, I used to have a YouTube channel, which is still up. Which is still up. Um, you just type my name, Victor Amoyo, like you'll see it there. And I used to do like uh, video reviews, like video essays like for fun on films. And I did that for a couple of years, and then I kind of lost the creative spark, so I was like figuring out what to do next. And so um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Aris Tejeda, who was a, a former host of the show, and his uh, buddy of his, uh, Maurice, we got together one day at a TGI Fridays, and uh, we were discussing um, an idea of just starting like a nerd podcast. And we were coming up with different names, and we decided, the three of us decided, hey, let's just do this Codex Prime Let's order some basic equipment off Amazon. Let's just record some stuff and uh, go from there. And yeah, it was, just, it was just pretty much because we both, we all wanted to like talk about, have an outlet where to talk about like, nerd stuff that we couldn't really talk to with like anyone else really and just like have a have a way of like reaching other fellow nerds out there and just kind of grew and grew we like we like chris revel we like um uh bill bartholomew is a friend of our podcast and was was on earlier this year uh with a different group not you guys um we like some of these guys um they're our friends but with a lot of the work that you do, especially going into African-American history and stuff like that, uh, it feels weird that Codex Prime hit 300, uh, that Steambox is number two in the world in education, and when the Providence Journal uh, lists the best podcasts locally, they exclude anyone of color. Codex Prime was not listed. Who's primarily right now two black men. Steambox, who as I look around the room, is for the most part over 90% brown and black. Right? Uh, thank you everybody who's representing other races. What's up? <laughs> uh, and, and it seemed like a glaring omission. I was butthurt on behalf of my students. Not on behalf of myself, but on behalf of my students because I felt like we're obvious. I feel like it's an obvious choice and we're crushing it. But also my friends at Codex Prime. What the hell? Not We're not saying that Chris Revel's bad. We're not saying that Bill Bartholomew, I know that Bill Bartholomew is making moves and waves, right? So much so that people are suing him over his content now because it's so powerful. His content's so powerful. But Codex Prime and Steambox definitely belong up there. How did you feel when you see lists like that, when you when you don't get the recognition that you guys deserve? Yeah, like, uh, I'd have to wonder, like, what the cultural frame of reference is for the Providence Journal like for example like what what are they what's their criteria in terms of like looking for podcasts is it, white 
like it, it yep it's most likely that um it could be just a case where you have whatever the the voting body is selecting these podcasts like maybe a bunch of white people like they have their own cultural frame of reference and you know they're not checking for you know anything that's really outside of that sphere and um like like for 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 our part for carl and i we've never we've never had any outreach from projo in any way shape or form so i i I think i think it's a bit weird um but you know projo's gonna projo so projo's gonna projo you know and some people gonna some uh, yeah, it, it's also interesting. We looked at our demographics, and we have listeners in Ireland uh, and, and all around the world, but Ireland's like a hot spot. Way more in Ireland than Canada, which is weird to me. Um, and I don't know why, but they do. And I know that we have a very white base, too, that listens to us on top of, you know, uh, a lot of other numbers. I just found that really interesting. I wanted to get your take. You and Carl are both uh, much nicer about that stuff than I am because I wanted to throw things uh, at Projo. I wanted to go and break their windows. Uh, Projo, if your windows get broken, it's me at Steambox RI. It's definitely <laughs> these students uh, because we're pissed off about it. What is your question for Victor? So, earlier you were talking about how you've been playing games for like many years. So I'm curious, what are your favorite kinds like in, so, like in terms of genre and maybe some examples? And also, what do you play nowadays? So besides Zelda, besides Zelda, um, I I usually enjoy like like third per, third person action adventure games, um, a bit of like um, R, action RPGs, uh, like like very like narrative based games. Um, for example, um, like both God of War, like God of War twenty eighteen and God of War Ragnarok. I absolutely love those games. Elden Ring was a huge favorite. Um, even even just like like Twitch gaming. Um, like the like, like action adventure games like Ratchet and Clank, like for something that's um, a bit more immediate and visceral, more arcadey. Um, yeah, the, like the, those are, those are those are some of like my go to uh, genres. Anything like that's like narrative driven, like like any of the Yakuza games and Judgment, those are like some of my favorites too. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank is the only non Spider Man game that I beat on my PS Five that I even took time for on my PS Five. I know I'm missing out, but I, I'm definitely an Xbox guy. Like you're a, a PS guy. Uh, what are your favorite games? Well, I see, I don't really usually play single player games. I usually play it to like play with my friends. So there was these like multiplayer and like competitive like stuff where I just try to get better at you know. Overwatch. So yeah, like Overwatch. <laughs> Who do you mean in Overwatch? Oh, that's right. I remember him saying this a couple weeks ago. Overwatch. Yeah, big time. Big Who do you time. mean in Overwatch? Really? <laughs> Did you do you have some that? Um. So we all asked, "What's your favorite movie or favorite whatever so far? What's your favorite snack?" So, oh. Yeah, oh. Oh. Go to. That's a good question. What's the go-to snack when you're watching a movie? Mm. Angela does chips three ways, mm-hmm. right? So Angela does. Uh, she'll do. I don't know if I'm snitching on her or if she's proud that I remember it and I'm telling the world about her famed chip three ways. She's gonna get three different kinds of chips, mm-hmm. put them in the same bag, uh, and and we're gonna eat like that. What is yours? Mm. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of um, like. The tabule salad with uh, sweet potato chips, just using the tabule as a, as a dip, it's really good. Or with hummus, um, olive oil, popcorn, um, and Tr- Trader Joe's has they haven't they haven't carried this in, in a few years, but they used to have this caramel cheddar uh, popcorn uh, combination, which which was, I, I I still think about that every every other day. I, I, I that was that was my go to as well for for snacks. He seems like the most classy. Like those are classy he snacks. Like, yeah. He lives in, in a white neighborhood. I guarantee you. He he lives, I do not. Oh my I god! Do not. Bro. Straight out of the hood. Is that 
Oh man, you're pulling a Carl, man. He, is he not going to the cookout now? He can't come. No, to no, no. Cookout. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying. He said Trader Joe's. I'm sitting here like I've never been to a Trader Joe's in my life. There's one now in Providence. If that helps. In Providence. Like, yeah, there's one in Providence. Bro, there's one in Providence. Uh, yeah, that's what I go to. Before, before I get this way, uh, what are your snacks when watching movies? Uh, I like anything like uh, sour cream and onion chips. Or, uh, okay. Cheddar, cheddar cheese popcorn. Basic. I'm, I'm Ben and Jerry's guy. I like Chubby Hubby or Chunky Monkey. Smart uh, food popcorn. Best. Smart food. Check this out, right? Smart food popcorn with peanut M&M's in the bag. Uh, not too much. It gives popcorn. you protein while you have the popcorn. It's delicious. Popcorn. Uh, and sweet and savory. Anybody have, else have a snack that they want to get in? Oh, I was going to ask a separate question. Goldfish. Yes. Goldfish while you're watching movies. Okay, what is your question for Victor? So, like, out, out of all the Marvel movies... Yeah. What would you say is your is your most and least favorite Marvel movies? He uh, said least favorite, right? Thor two and Eternals. No, wasn't yeah. it Thor? Never no, it was Thor two and yeah. no, it was. Yeah, Thor, Thor two and Dark Eternals. Those are my least yeah. favorite. Eternals. Um, though? Um, Eternals. I respect the attempt. I I love the director no. Chloe Zhao, but <laughs> yeah, the movie just it was yeah. way better than Thor two. Like Thor yeah. two is kind of alone, and then Eternals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, yeah, um, I almost felt this actually. Uh, I was in the theater for Thor too. And now I was like I almost fell asleep mid. Yeah, yeah. My, my I think my son did. Um, but my my favorite uh, Marvel films definitely uh, Black Panther 2018. That's like the t- the top Base. tier. Beat. Um uh, Wakanda Forever I I did enjoy. It's a good film, not a great film, but that's understandable given the circumstances, you know, Chadwick Boseman rest in peace, Wakanda Forever. Uh, Chadwick Boseman Forever. Uh, but yeah, Black Panther's like the gold the upper the Upper echelon of MCU movies. I never so. freeze. What's wrong with the, you know, blacks versus Hispanics? That was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's exactly what was wrong with the movie, man. Blacks that's exactly, versus Hispanics? That's it. Why is it always blacks versus Hispanics? Why not? I had I worked for a really old white lady before, uh, and she actually thought because uh, because we were gonna have a, a new Latino mayor. She, she was like, oh, well, the superintendent's black, so that's not going to work out because everybody knows blacks and Latinos don't get along. That's like, we get pitted against each other, Keith. No, Keith, I we get, that. white people pit us, people in position of power <laughs> pit us against each other. Of course, and I hated that they let it happen in the movie. The colonizers were the obvious enemies in the movie, and instead of going after his colonizers, he went after Wakanda. And then, well, and then, to be fair, and then, and then here's what he said. And then after he destroyed them and had his boot on their neck, he was like, I'll come back in a week. We'll finish this war. What the? To you- be fair, Wakanda <laughs> decided to save a girl that kind of leaded all the other people to where they were at and, you know, yeah, triggered they, them. They didn't even try to work it out. Riri Williams, you're talking about Ironheart, one of my favorite characters in all yeah. the comic books. But then, but then... The sm- one of the smartest characters in the Marvel Universe is like, oh, yeah, I'll take your war, and we'll go to the sea and fight you on the sea. What? These motherfuckers are singing oh, at you. They- all they got to do is sing to you, and then you're hey, doing some you know I mean? dumb, like, kill yourself that stuff. Black Panther 2, sir, that soundtrack is great. Like, I love that soundtrack. soundtrack is dope. The movie did its mission. It had to have us. We had to grieve Chadwick Boseman. We had to say goodbye to Chadwick Boseman, which is a little weird because he had already died for five years and then came yeah. and then came back to life, so why didn't they grieve I don't know. I feel I, bad. I felt bad it, for sure the entire movie. It was maybe an impossible movie to make. It was as good as it could be, but I, I had I had a lot of problems, especially why are we fighting each other, Keith? There was a why reason we, for it. Why why are my people fighting your people, Keith? Okay, <laughs> why well, are we doing this? That's a good point. Everybody knows Keith's from Wakanda. 
and we were having a fight, and it didn't make no damn sense. Uh, I want to get to your question. Do you have no, something to add? I was going to ask something. There's like one problem I had with Wakanda forever. Go ahead. It, it kept bugging me every time after Wait. I watched the movie. Uh, what? Did, why didn't he do anything when like the snap happened? I, I'm pretty sure his colony would like have like oh, yeah. died. Yeah, and he did. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So I fe- so I felt like his funeral was kind of redundant or like like it's weird that y'all are crying for him when he just came back to life. No, no, name no, Namor. Namor. Namor's like, kingdom. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. But but I do know that T'Challa did, and that was weird for me. But you're right. We don't we don't know how that. He handled. said he would like do anything for his thing. Okay, the half of them are gone. Why didn't you do anything at that Maybe point? Maybe he disappeared too. Yeah, he should have he should have showed up out of a portal. Go ahead. See, I wanted to ask my question. Go ahead. Uh, you were talking that you were more of a DC guy, DC comics wise. What, you got any recommendations? Uh, yes. Um, Marvel. <laughs> sorry. No. Sorry, Get out. <laughs> uh, for DC, um, there's a there's a few uh, limited series that just came out. Um, uh, if you're a fan of like any of the Batman characters, uh, there's a four issue series called Catwoman: Lonely City, which uh, which is about like this older version of Catwoman where Batman died, and um, like Gotham's been trying to pick up the pieces ever since, and like a Catwoman, she's like an old older woman who's like a retired cat burger who comes out of retirement because like you know like she's being framed for something. It's a good, it's a good series. Uh, there's another one. There's a, there's a three part uh, issue, three part issue series that just came out called Wonder Woman Historia, which talks about the the history of the Amazons and how they founded Themyscira. And the artwork is gorgeous. So if you if you look for those three issues, I, rec- I recommend that as well. Art or writing, which one of those is more important to you in in books, comic um, books? Uh, I would say I would say writing is more important because you can have, you can have you can have like a, a so so story with really great artwork, but if you have great artwork and great writing, then that's like the cherry on top. So talking, you re- talking on great art, uh, great writing. What do you think of the Batman who laughs? I thought I thought that was I thought it was a very interesting take. Um, I, I I enjoyed what I read. Um, yeah, the Batman who laughs is a character that I would love to see in live action. That's what I was thinking. I really want to see a movie out of him. Yeah, Tom King had a has just finished the run of Batman probably a year and a half ago, of more than eighty issues or something like that. It was my like I loved uh, I loved. What were the what were the really old Batman's uh, Dark Knight Returns? I love that stuff, right? Like, um, there was an earthquake kind of thing that happened with with Batman uh, when we were kids. Yeah. Uh, but Tom King's run had Batman and Superman on a double date at a carnival, like hanging out, and it was but it was written so good. It was just so cool to see Bruce just hanging out with Clark and stuff like that. The Joker had some long range plot. Batman was gonna marry uh, Catwoman. It was just such a really... I love Tom King. I love his books. And this Marvel fan was reading DC stuff. I love that. I got to check out his Supergirl because I hear that was really good and what they're going to base that movie on. You excited for the DCU? <laughs> DCU? I'm, I'm, I'm more curious. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Because um, I know like some of the... Because like, I, I didn't like the fact that they, that they ditched Henry Cavill and uh, Gal Gadot. Because um, I think they, they both deserve like one more film as, for, as Superman and Wonder Woman respectively. But I'm interested in seeing what James Gunn has to bring to the table. I mean, it has to be better than what Zack Snyder uh, uh, did. Shazam. I like Shazam. What Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon did, man, I did not like Black Adam. And Shazam is kind of mid for me. Uh, Was Black Adam bad? Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't like me? The dude who... The dude who... uh, What's that guy's name? Chuck. That guy who plays... Zachary Levi. He is like, um, you ever like, you ever do research on somebody like and see something that they tweeted or said and then you find out like this person that you liked on TV is like a douchebag? Zachary Levy, like he, I thought he was, I thought he was cool, but I'm reading some stuff now and I'm like, I don't think this dude is that cool. 
All right, this is your first time. You've been with us for a couple weeks. This is your moment to shine. What is your question for Victor? Nice and loud, please. What is on your pants? These are polar bears? Yo, I wish I had the courage to wear polar bears to work. I'm wearing polar bears next week. He started it. What's your question for Victor? <laughs> All right, um, going back to movies, um, what is the, in your opinion, what is your most reliable theater to go to? Oh, snap. IMAX. Um, most reliable theater, um, I got I to gotta give it up to the Showcase Cinema in Warwick um, on Quaker Lane because every, every auditorium has reclining seats, and I'm spoiled now. Um, Y'all can call me bougie if you want, Carl. But, but I, I have heard I, him say this. But I, I, I prefer to go to the Warwick Theater because they usually show like some some good independent features too, time and time again that you that you can't see in like uh, other theaters. And plus, like the seats recline, you can't beat that. I mean, once you sit in a recliner in a theater, sitting in those like regular traditional um, hard hard bottom movie theater seats, nah, it, it, it's 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 like going from a, 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 a typical McDonald's burger to like Wagyu beef. You know, once you have ain't nobody beat. had, ain't nobody here had this. You trying to buy? You can buy for us again. I heard yeah. it was mid, um, from Beltran. He said it wasn't as good as people say it was. You can buy oh, some wagyu, wagyu beef for us from Japan. All right, we'll see what's you up. You can all have a piece. I actually ate one and it was really good. We'll go to the Wagyu town. That's an actual yeah, town in Japan where that stuff is from. You can. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Let's back to Victor. Back to Victor. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's all I want to say. Have you been to Apple? Apple, Apple. Uh, oh, Apple Cinema? No, I haven't been there yet. So, uh, I have friends who are bougie, and they were trying to make me go to Apple for the longest time. I finally went. I'm not going anywhere else anymore. Oh, really? I'm only going. To... It's very similar to Warwick. It's a little closer to me, and it's closer to you too, uh, than than Quaker Lane. Uh, also in Warwick. But uh, it's a big difference. Yeah, drag that around the table. That's really good for the podcast. Valeria. I, I did not. Valeria, what's your question for Victor? What's your least favorite food? That was an interesting question. Least favorite food? Oh man, um, least favorite food. I'm gonna have to go with Alfredo pasta. Nor Damn. And here's the thing. Like, the reason why I say that is because Alfredo is like the one dish that has to be cooked in a very specific way for me. Because usually, like, I, I can't eat the ones out of the can, like, out of the bottle, like the beautiful you buy like Saba Shop. I can't. I can't do that. Like Alfredo is like very like 70 30 for me. Like, 70 percent of the time, it, it's there's just something that's just off about it, like the flavor, the texture, something. But then, on a rare occasion, you'll go to a place that makes it just right, and it's like, why can't it be like this all the time? But yeah, usually, it's, I gotta go with Alfredo Pasta. Nah, you had me with the like Yakuza being one of your favorite games, and then now you lost me with the, the Alfredo thing. There's a cult. You player. love Alfredo Pasta? There's a cult I in this school know, with Alfredo. So many customers. Where's the cult? Um, this is a pasta gang? Like, yeah. pasta gang? This is a pasta gang at your school? <laughs> yeah. Really? Have you ever heard of Pastafarians? No, no. It's a religious thing. I can't wait to talk about it with you guys since you haven't heard about it, but we won't do that now. Uh, and it's dope. Uh, Cam, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. What is, what's the correct answer? What's the worst food there is? I um, honestly don't know. What do you hate? What's the food that, like, when your family makes it, you're like, hell no? You Puerto Rican like me, right? The answer is bacalao. What? When family when they start cooking bacalao and your house smells like gross fish. Bacalao? You saying bacalao? You're just canceling yourself now. You're just canceling yourself now. It is so bad. It's bad times. Well, the least favorite food for me would be like just yapia. It's just like, I don't know. 
No, what's that? Oh no, of course I know, but our idiot moron audience doesn't know what that is. Why are you bullying the audience? Yo, exactly. Wait, they still listen. I don't understand. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's good, but I just don't like eating it that much. I only eat it like once a year, and that's it. So for you and Victor, really quick, what's the best food? What is like? What do you really want to? What's the meal that you look forward to the most? Rice and beans. Rice and beans. Way to stereotype yourself. I love rice and beans too. Uh, piñon is like this Latino lasagna with, uh, it's like lasagna with, uh, platanos instead of, uh, oh, so good. Victor, what's, what's yours? I gotta, I gotta go with, uh, jollof rice with plantain. All right. That's the Nigerian. See, we both, we, we represent plantains. What's up? Kim, do you have another one before I go to Chloe? I was wondering, what's your ethnicity? Oh, my ethnicity? Um, half Nigerian, a Yoruba, and half Cambodian. Because I just heard you say Nigeria, so I was wondering. Yeah. I just caught the question. So yeah. Yo, are you are we are you Blasian? Are you represent Blasian? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I was gonna say he kind of looked Asian, but I wasn't trying to be mean. <laughs> so like, oh, it's all it's all good. Yeah. You should know. You should know that Keith bullies. Chloe, oh my God, <laughs> don't do that. All the time. No. On her Asian no. no. All the time. All the time. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. All yes. the time. It's, it's mutual bullying, you know? He's bullying her so bad, we gave her a free black joke at Keith. No, you can't. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. That is how it works. Okay, listen. I'm in Winsocket. I'm in Winsocket with my students uh, one time, and... Uh, and and one of the white kids dropped the n bomb, and I was like, "What? What? No!" And then he said, "No, it's okay." He said, "I can say." It. And he points to the black kid who apparently gave him a a a, a hall pass, right, to say that. N- no, that's not how it works. Not with me. Hell, no. You give it to an honorary no n word pass. Here's what you can do. You can honorarily you can let somebody into the cookout, but they can't drop no n bombs because they get right the hell out of the cookout. Did he say? All right, here we go. Here we go, Chloe, and then. And then I'm going to you. You better have uh-huh. Chloe. Go ahead. What's your question for Victor? Um, I wanted to know who is someone you would love to have back on your podcast. Mm. Someone you'd love to have back. Don't uh, be a Carl and give us like a 50-50 question like last time. <laughs> the well, political you, answer. Yes. Well, you know, every guest is a learning He's been waiting to blast Carl. He's been waiting for a moment to blast. He can't do it on his own podcast, so he did it on the tertiary podcast. Um. Who would we love to have back on the show? He woke um, up and chose violence today. Um, oh, we, I, well, I would love to have uh, Roberto and Angela uh, on the show on the show together at the uh, same time. At the same time, that'd be dope. Because uh, we have we've had them both on on separate occasions, but to have them together would be would be an awesome combination. Um, who else? Uh, oh gosh, I'm, I'm trying to think of some other guests that we've had. Oh, Chuck and Brad, of course, because they're hilarious. Um, and you're gonna have to slide us Chuck and Brad's number. It sounds like it sounds like we should have a conversation with Chuck and Brad. It sounds like that might be a fun time. Oh, yeah. Comedians uh, yeah, in Rhode Island. Like, yeah, two Rhode Island stand-up comedians. Like, they have like these Halloween-themed shows or holiday-themed shows as well, that, which are pretty funny as well. At the Comedy Connection, I believe. So, so yeah, I, I, I would, I would, those would be like my go-tos to have back on the show for sure. Thank you for your question. Do you have another one? Or are you good? I'm good. Okay, I'm going back here and then keep. Right, nice and loud. What's your question? Yeah, yeah. Get up close. Get up close. Get up close. I don't know if someone already asked you this question, but where are you from? Are you from Rhode Island or? Yep, I'm from Providence. Providence. Yep. Born and raised. Where? Um, in the Mount Pleasant area. So like I, I went to Mount Pleasant High School. You know, Kilties represent class of 02. I'll give them that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, 02. 
Yeah. So, um. So yeah, like like I've yeah grew up in Providence. Grew up in Providence. Went to URI. Uh, graduated class of 06, undergrad, got my first master's at Emerson College in 09. Then I, I taught uh, as an adjunct at CCRI for about seven years, from 2011 to 20, 2018. Then I went back to, to URI for my second master's in higher education. Been academic, and then I've been academic advising for like the past three years. So now, you know, 39 years old, and still still here, still doing it. Yeah. Did, you, it. did we know this? Bro, Emerson. <laughs> Did, yeah. did we know this? Oh, you're an emissioner? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I had a weird experience there because I felt, as you as you probably heard on this podcast or any other podcast, uh, I get obsessed with race sometimes because sometimes I feel like, sometimes I feel like I'm made to feel like I don't belong at the table. You know what I mean? I felt that way at Emerson. I almost felt that way. I went. I actually went there for theater. Uh, and I, I'm a sound engineer, but I went there for theater and I felt like I don't belong at the table because the rest of the table was very, very white and it almost felt like exclusive. You know what I mean? You went there probably a decade after me. Um, so less than a decade, but seven or eight years after me, did you feel included? I did. I think uh, I, I did. I did, I did feel included for the most part. I think it, I think my experience was different because it was a grad program. Yep. Was two years. So yeah, everyone had a, a pretty good head on their shoulders, you know. So thankfully. Cool. Yeah. I've got some Emerson stories, but that's for an adult podcast. We'll do that some other time. Uh, <laughs> Keith, uh, what's your question? I have two. One yeah. uh, side question: When are we gonna have like Steambox on your podcast? And not we, Roberto. No, 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 no. Screw him. Just us. Like <laughs> only us. Because we're better than him. You know? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Without me there threatening you guys, going. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, you know, we'll you know uh, we could we could hopefully uh, make it happen at some point. I know that our show we record Tuesday evenings at eight p.m. Eastern. But um, if I if I uh, link up with Carl, we, perhaps we can bring the equipment and, and meet y'all here in, in your space. At no, a I'm tired. Central Falls Head was somewhere else, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, how, how you gonna get there? <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, your mom got a car. I don't know if you know. Oh, your mom's yeah, bringing everybody. Cool. I, I, she may got a truck, but it's just gonna be me. I don't know what y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would invite y'all into my apartment because that's where we record the podcast. But it's pretty, it's pretty small. So like, what's your second question? Second question is um, I asked this and because I, I couldn't think of another one, that's not spoiler heavy. Um, I asked this before. Uh, do you think it would have been better in the Marvel movies for them to kill baby Thanos instead of just going back in time to grabbing all the stones? Hmm. That's like, and murder. I want to I add something before you answer that question. Um, in one of the comics, uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, who was uh, uh, I think it was Frank Castle, Hell the yeah. Ghost Rider, he tried just you know trying you to raise this? him. Yeah, no, he was trying to raise him to be a better person, and that didn't work out. So it's just <laughs> it was hilarious though. Yeah, oh, it was great. Mm. But yeah, oh man, uh, I, I think. I, I would I would say this on on paper, um, it might seem like the ideal, quote unquote ideal choice to like off, baby Thanos. But the universe, how you know, being the universe, being the universe, how it works, there might there might be an equivalent threat that's just as worse or perhaps much worse than Thanos ever could be. So that could open the floodgates for somebody who, who if it wasn't for Thanos, they may not have the resources to bring up bring open their nefarious schemes. So. I'd have to say that um, by by killing off baby Thanos, you create a butterfly effect where something worse is done. That's a really happen. interesting answer. That's and a really interesting one, answer. One and they're superheroes. One. Somebody, one of them would have tried to save baby Thanos. Yeah. One minor one. Um, 
this is gonna be kind of spoiler, but I mean, if nobody likes Eternals, I might as well say it. Uh, so in Eternals, um, this thing basically pops up the Earth, or is about to pop up the Earth, and that's because, if I'm correct, there's like too many people on the Earth. So do you think Thanos is right when he decided to snap away half of the universe to save like all the other planets? Thanos was from, right from that um, thing. You mean that celestial? Yeah. From the, yeah. Thank you. Yes, from the celestial. Um, I, I can't say Thanos was right, because if Thanos was truly about saving the universe, why doesn't he just multiply all the resources so that everybody has something at the table? I mean, sure, that might mean, like, the richest 1% already would have more than they already have, but but even, like, the poorest at the, at the very bottom would have much more as well. You don't have to, like, have, like, a hard and fast absolute of, like, all right, you've got to get rid of 50% of life, so that way the other 50% can prosper. And also, like... If you did, if, if you did that, other fifty percent like prospering, that wouldn't work that way. Last two questions. Go ahead. Uh, first, I wanted to add to Keith's question about Thanos. Uh, I would say I didn't want him to get killed because Deadpool, yeah. he wouldn't like ha be immortal, and that's one of my favorite characters right there. Mm -hmm. Deadpool. If there's no Deadpool, there is no Marvel for me at least. Mm -hmm. Deadpool's just carrying that. My one question would be. Uh, Shoot, I lost it. You, um, you want, you want the baby it. cards? You want the little baby cards? What's it called? Oh, it. it takes, for the Sentinel, or what it's called again, to come so, up, it takes, like, millions of people. It needs energy. So that's why Thanos oh, called the, um, yeah. Oh, those were not Sentinels. Those were Celestials. And he came from, yeah, but the point was, from what I assumed was, Thanos snapped half of them away to basically stop the planet from just exploding because of the Celestials coming out of the Earth and you know, being born. There would need to be like more planets for like humans to go to, so then that planet doesn't have a lot of power for them to be born. Considering that Hawkeye's family snapped away <laughs> in a really gut-wrenching moment, and he had to decide between him and Black Widow who's going to sacrifice themselves, and he had to watch his like best friend-ish die... I thought it was wild when he had the coffee mug in his apartment that said Thanos was right. I was like, what is he doing? What is he doing? That's a dark joke for Hawkeye to have. Uh, that's a really good point about the Celestials, too. Uh, we're going to find out. Are they doing an Eternals? I don't even know if they're doing an oh, no, Eternals. Not. With the reception of the first week, I don't think so. Yeah, if it was that bad, then definitely not. They're yeah, going to no, do another one. Yeah, but now everybody wants to see Harry Styles in the MCU. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, he was at the... Never mind. Really? Watch it. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Harry Styles is officially in the MCU. He was at the end. He came in. Sorry if you didn't. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, but if you like the kind of movie that's Spider-Man 3, then Eternals is right up your alley. Excuse you. That's tough. Me personally. Where can, uh, where can our audience hear Codex Prime and the adventures of you and my man Carl? Where can uh, Where can they go and hear this? Uh, we're pretty much everywhere. If you Google Google Codex Prime Podcast, we'll pop up on SoundCloud. That's our main page uh, where we upload episodes. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Pretty much any, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find our our, our show there. Um, we're also on social media on Twitter um, at Codex Prime Cast and Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast. And uh, as for me, you can also follow me on Instagram at Victor Amoyo, where I post films from my collection as well as the occasional book and video game. Man, now that we got through, uh, we, we've got through the hot seat, we've got through the plugs, I need to know, what the hell are you doing interviewing my favorite wrestlers at Comic-Con? Are, are you a wrestling fan? I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Now, Carl, again, Carl's my dude. Carl's wrong. Uh, Carl is 
Carl is a heavy mark and loves The Undertaker. The Undertaker is Carl's jam. You're not an Undertaker guy, are you? And he's he's skillful. He has. I'm not saying The Undertaker sucks. I'm just saying... Um, I like the Undertaker character. Like I'll say, like as he's one of the greatest characters of all time. Okay. Uh, Mark Calloway, the, the, the person, uh, kind of sketchy views. Let's just leave it at that. He's right. got his like. He's always got his like Blue Lives Matter kind of shirts and yeah, stuff like exactly. that. Yeah. Um, but he seems like he he's a locker room leader. I like him a lot. But man, uh, like there's so many great wrestlers. I don't want to name mine. I want you to name yours. Who are your guys? Who are your guys and gals? What was the best match you've ever seen? Oh, Don't you dare basic. say John Cena. That's basic. Are you, are you serious? Is it really John Cena? I can understand because when you're growing up, John Cena's everything. I get it. And he's got five moves that it's cool, I guess. For me, it's like Rey Mysterio. Yes. Mysterio is one of the goats. Yeah, you can't deny that. Um... I find Dominic Mysterio hilarious, prison dom. But um, if you don't know, if for our students, a lot of you don't watch wrestling. Rey Mysterio, all time one of these goats that people are talking about right now. Everybody's talking about it. His son, he he pushed his son into wrestling. His son probably didn't doesn't have the athletic ability and some of the other abilities, so he kind of didn't belong. But then they did some storyline stuff, and he went from being the worst thing in wrestling. So probably the best thing in wrestling. He attacked his dad at Christmas or something like that. His dad calls the cops. Cops come and arrest him. One day later, he's on TV. He was in jail overnight, apparently. And ever since then, this dude's got the tattoo under his eye. He's talking about what it's like in the clink. Like, oh, in the clink, you couldn't act like that, bro. You know what I mean? Because he's talking about he's a hardened criminal now. He was there for one day. It is yeah. hilarious <laughs> and brilliant. It's, it's one of the best things on TV right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, for, like for the comedy and um, for like for, uh, some of my favorite wrestlers, uh, I'll say top five, uh, top five right now. And it's, it's going by like not just WWE but like all across the board. Um, one of my favorite wrestlers is, is New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Kazuchika Okada. Okay. He's, he's the current uh, uh, world heavyweight champion in Japan. Like, watch watch his matches with Kenny Omega. Those are some of the, like the finest examples of professional wrestling you'll see. Um, another favorite wrestler, Bianca Belair. Um, she's dope. Division. She's like, dope. Nat natural athlete, like she's just absolutely, absolutely crisp. Asuka, one of my favorites as well. Um, I, I love the murder clown makeup that she has on now. Um, Kana. Uh, yep, Kana. She was Kana in Japan. Um, uh, who else? Uh, oh, uh, Brian Danielson, um, or formerly Daniel Bryan in WWE. He was. He's also very good. Um, and. Uh, I gotta go with John Moxley in AEW. Uh, John Moxley, he's truly the MVP of AEW. Angela and I uh, go to AEW and and scream at John Moxley to sell moves because we don't like that he does the Superman thing. I think that's an impressive list, Carl. If you're listening, you gotta step up, man, because uh, these are real wrestlers that he's talking about here. I would add Kenny Omega. I would add. Um, I really like Will Ospreay, uh, up and coming, and man, my favorite match of this generation. Uh, was Sasha Bailey, uh, Sasha versus Bailey at NXT Takeover? Yep. Like Brooklyn, just yep. unbelievable match. Really let, really let women's wrestling be taken seriously in the United States in ways that I hadn't seen it taken before. So I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what was your favorite match? Uh, favorite match. Um, U.S. Let's let's keep it. US. Yep. 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 Oof. Oh man. Dang. Um. Yeah, th th this is this is tough. If I had to choose just one, um, I will go with. Uh, this is going back to like NXT 2016. 
Um, we had. I just um, went there. <laughs> you're, yep. well, you're welcome to it. Yep. So NXT uh, 2016 Takeover Philadelphia. It was took place in November of that year. You had a uh, DIY uh, Johnny Gargano yeah, and Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, the Revival, now known as FTR, uh, for the NXT Tag Team Titles. You want to talk about some of the best tag team wrestling um, that WWE has produced in the last ten years? Go watch that match. It is incredible. FTR is the best of the best of the best. Um, thank you so much. Does anybody have one last question? Go. What's your Hogwarts house? What's your Hogwarts house? I'm Slytherin. I took the test and everything like three You're times Slytherin? over. Yup, three times. Makes over. sense actually. Actually, I can see that. I, I can see that. Hey, All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, two things. One, I am looking forward to playing that Hogwarts legacy game. Same. True. Same. True. I can't wait to kill Bro, first year. First thing I'm doing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm killing the first person. Too bad, too bad it's story locked. You have to All right, hang on, hang on. One at a time. I can't wait to kill first years is what he says. If yes! I, if I had to choose a house, oh man, it, it's, I gotta say, it's probably between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. You haven't taken the test? I have, you know what? Ever? I haven't taken. I've never taken Ever? the sorting test. It actually. Maybe I'll do that now after the, great the show. Thing about Hufflepuffs it. are only good for complaint there and Hufflepuffs. When you take the yeah. test, um, and it links to the uh, game, so you get the wand that you got on the test in that game. And it's pretty dope. When I look at Victor, I see. I see. Uh... You can't have a custom wand. No. Well, you can, but like, it just you could link it if you want to. Yeah, I, I see him being right there with, with Harry. I see him being yeah. right there with Harry. What? Yeah. Nah, he looks like a Hufflepuff dude. Ravenclaw, actually. But no, Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Studious. I'm a Ravenclaw. I can no, see no, that no. a little bit. Emerson's Ravenclaw. That's what's oh, up. Oh, you're definitely Emerson. I, I agree. You, 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 you seem like a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. You guys had something to add? Somebody over here? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought some, I saw some energy that way. All right. Yeah. With that being said, grab your energy. We're going to wrap this up. This has been another Steambox podcast from Central Falls. Victor, this is your last moment. Do you have anything else that you got to get off your chest? Uh, yeah, check out Codex Prime uh, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live. Uh, give us a shout, leave a comment, um, and once again, thank you all for having me on the show. Carl Bird, Whoa. I'll see you next Tuesday. Carl Bird, you've been he put will... through the ring around this podcast. You're going to have some words. Central Falls Warriors, please say peace out to the world. Peace, peace out! out!